Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Nicole Arcady, your mental wellness expert. I am excited for this new year, the change of the title of my podcast show. It was called Mental Wellness Mondays. It is now called Mental Wellness for You because mental wellness is something we need to practice every single day. And I didn't want to be hemmed in and locked into just only one specific day talking about mental wellness. Now, I still do like my mental wellness Mondays because I just like to start the week off well. But this mental wellness for you is really focusing on you moms, making sure that we are addressing all the things we have to do. I am Dr. Nicole or Katie. I come with over 20 years of experience in the field of social and behavioral sciences. I am an educator at heart as I am an assistant professor at my local university here. I am a licensed clinical social worker. So that means I'm a practitioner who also practices within the field of mental health. So not only do I look at theoretical ways of issues, but I look at ways to apply and address the issues that I have found and seen in my community. And so my focus area of research has been on mental wellness, addressing mental health needs for my moms to ensure that they are accessing and utilizing strategies to assist them to have mental wellness. And I look at the positive and the negative effects of, um, our responses that we have with our practitioners. So this podcast show is really going to give you information, motivational, inspiring. I have different types of guests that I will be interviewing throughout this season and this this podcast show, all centered around providing some information and resources to you moms so that you don't feel alone. And you can find different ways to ensure that you are adequately addressing your mental health needs and utilizing your internal resources to ensure that you are healthy and whole mind, body, and spirit because all three of those need to be in sync and balancing in order for us to do well. So sit back, relax, and enjoy listening to this podcast show mental wellness for you because it's all about you moms. I am here to address your needs. This is Dr. Nicole Arcady, your mental wellness expert. And guess what? Stay tuned. Buckle up because it's going to be a great ride. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Mental Wellness for You with your host, Dr. Nicole L. R. Katie. I am just so excited to come on today and share some information with you because you know that's what I do, right? I share these jewels, these nuggets, anything that's going to help you with your mental wellness because as a mom, we just deal with a whole lot. And so I'm doing my part to add to the dialogue in assisting us with different types of strategies. I'm excited with this guest that I'm going to be bringing on. I will bring her on in a second, but I met her, I, I want to say it was last year at an event that I went to a speaking event and she actually was one of the speakers and she was amazing, phenomenal. I had to make sure to keep in touch with her. I had to ask her to come on and share her jewels, her nuggets, all of what she does with us. And so we are in for a treat. Today's topic is stress in our brains. What a mom needs to know. Let me say that again. Stress in our brain. What moms need to know. So those of you who have not been on the show or have not listened to the show, thank you for tuning in. I come on here every other, what is it? Every, every first and third Tuesday of the month. 
is when you can hear this on the podcast and you can also on the YouTube channel. But my whole goal is to come on and share different inspirational topics, things that are going to be motivational, things that are going to be not only inspiring, but helping you to be able to address whatever those mental health needs are and ensuring that you have optimal health. So I'm going to just stop talking with no further ado and bring in our guest. Let me bring her in. Hello, hello, Lisa. Hi, Nicole. How you doing? I am good. This is Lisa Campbell, everyone. Let me just go ahead and read her bio. Let, let, she is a wellness. She has she's a wellness and leadership development strategist, coach, and speaker. Let me say that again. Wellness, leadership development, strategist, coach, and speaker. This is Lisa Campbell. She has over 20 years' experience in the healthcare industry. Her roles in education and leadership has ignited a passion for empowering healthcare leaders and professionals. She's empowering them to prioritize wholeness and their well-being. Because guess what? What happens when the helper needs help? That's when they call Lisa Campbell, right? When she's assisting those to be able to experience joy and harmony in their lives. She's an expert in mind, body, and connection and the importance of healthy stress management. Well, you may want to think, well, what kind of skills does she have? Is she even a mom? What does she do? I know she has worked in the healthcare field and she'll tell us more about that because I believe she's a registered nurse, but I don't want to, I don't want to misspeak. I'm really going to let her tell us that. But as a coach, she designs experiences to bring healthcare leaders and professionals together. She wants to create a community to educate and empower them to make lasting changes. She wants them to make lasting changes to manage their stress improve their overall health and lifestyle. She has a start, S-T-A-R-T, with framework, was developed through her own journey of prioritizing her health and well-being. We're going to ask her more about what that start framework is so she can explain that to us. And she's the founder of Care Leadership Consulting, where she educates and coaches leaders and their teams on emotional intelligence and developing meaningful connections, contributing to improved organizational culture. She is a mom. A mother of, what did she say? She's a wife and mother of the coolest people on the planet. <laughs> Your kids will love hearing that, right? So she has two children. She enjoys music, food, and travel are just a few of the favorite things that she loves to do. So without further ado, welcome, welcome, Lisa. It is such a pleasure to be on here with you, Dr. Nicole. Um, like she, like Nicole had said, we'd met, I think it was back in October, October at yeah. retreat about living mm-hmm. well and excelling with um, yes. Dr. Jennifer Sankey, and it was an amazing time. Yeah. Um, I am a registered nurse. That's actually how I met Dr. Sankey. Okay. I'm a registered mm-hmm. nurse and have been a registered nurse for, um, man, it's been about 20 years now. Yeah. Wow. So let me just say, for those of you who are listening, she does not look like she could have been a nurse for over 20-something years. She looks like she's in her 20s. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I actually have patients say, like, are you old enough to be my nurse? I'm like, trust me, I am old enough to be your nurse. Yes. Yeah. And um, with that experience, I've done everything from being a clinical educator for new nurses, um, established nurses. Um, I currently serve as a nurse leader as well um, Mm -hmm. for a major organization. And um, I also know that as a mom of two, um, a preteen and a teen, so my son is 12, my daughter is 14. Um, They are some of the coolest people on earth. 
But I can understand, and I know that as a mom, we usually take on a lot, not only with our careers, but also with children. And mm -hmm. even if you work inside of the home or at home, you are the CEO of that home. Let's just talk yes. about- Yes, say all that again. You the are CEO the CEO of that home. Of, of that home. <laughs> the COO, whatever it is, you're having mm -hmm. to make sure everything is running solid and smoothly. Yeah. And everybody's schedule is also your schedule. And so yes. I totally get that piece. Um, a part of why I became a coach and why it was so um, important for me to look at how our healthcare leaders and professionals are, you know, not prioritizing our own well-being yes. is because of my own health journey and what I had experienced um, a couple of years ago. I think on two different occasions, I had experienced um, chest pain. One mm. was actually a panic attack and the other one, the first time was like, wait, what's going on? I mean, classic okay. symptoms and signs. And I thought to myself, if I don't get my stress under control, yeah. I won't be here for my children. If I don't get my stress under control, I will not be able to fulfill the calling that I have, that I know that I have. So let me ask you this. You said, you know, you were under a lot of stress and you didn't realize it. And so it's, you went to the hospital thinking that you were having a heart attack or something. So I was taking my children to school, Nicole. Mm. I was taking them to school and I started to feel um, this chest pain. And so I called up a good friend of mine and she referred me all obviously to, um, it started to subside. So I didn't go to the emergency room. I went to an mm -hmm. urgent care that mm -hmm. a, a physician who had an urgent care, I was responsible and the mm -hmm. hospital was like right across the street. Okay. And luckily everything came back normal. Mm -hmm. I, I wore a heart monitor for two weeks after that. Wow. And during that time frame, everything came back normal. And so the first question after going through all my results, the physician asked me was, what's your stress like? Wow. Mm -hmm. And it really was like, well, you know, we do so much. We don't recognize how much we are you know, experiencing stress. Yes. So, though I had a, had a lot going on and I, truthfully, this was in, in working with um, in healthcare during the pandemic, it was quite stressful. I can and imagine. So, you know, things just kind of got compounded one on top of the, the other. And it was a time where I didn't think I was necessarily super stressed. Mm -hmm. My body was manifesting signs of that stress. Wow. And so one of the things that we, we can go into, I mean, your body, there's a great book that's called The Body Keeps the Score. Mm. What you experience mentally and emotionally mm -hmm. often will manifest itself in your physical body. Yeah. And so when you are experiencing stress, negative stress over prolonged periods of time, when you experience trauma, your body often keeps and holds on to that. There's a book that's called The Deepest Well by Nicole Burke. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's Nadine Burke. My my apologies, Dr. Burke, Dr. Nadine Burke. Um, mm -hmm. She's actually a pediatrician and she did a TED talk. And when I heard her TED talk, I'm like, I need her book. Okay. And she realized that she, she had a practice that was in an area where there was um, like socioeconomic issues. And um, a lot of the children that she saw had other health issues, ADHD, um, low uh, failure to thrive or low, mm -hmm. low weights and all kinds of things. And she gives several stories about children who, and with, for all intents and purposes, were healthy and did well overall, yeah. 
but they couldn't understand why they were experiencing the physical manifestations that they were that wow. they were showing. Mm -hmm. One story in particular, she realized that that young boy had gone through trauma at a certain age, and mm -hmm. at that certain age, his he just stopped growing. It's yeah. I can't explain it, but um, I would. Well, I mean that that makes sense, right? Because we right. know therapeutically when we're working with clients and we talk about how you say the emotional intelligence, you can have right. an adult. And if they've experienced trauma where they literally have stopped developing, so you can kind of gauge where what age it was, depending on how the adult is, yeah. you can gauge what age they experienced the trauma because you can see where it's kind of like the brain just stopped, right? Yeah. As far as being able to mature and take on a thing and expanding like it needed to do. Right, exactly. So I just needed, I knew that I needed to make changes for myself and for not only myself, but my family. Mm -hmm. And so I had to um, do things like create and set boundaries, okay. um, understand. Well, I, I, I want to pause you really fast because you're about to jump into the strategy, yeah. right? But <laughs> real fast before we get there, I, I want to talk a little bit more about this stress level, like as you're talking about and how it has an impact on our brain. And something okay. you said, and I, I wrote this down is, I like the book, The Body Keeps Scores, right? I, I, I love that. I'm going to look into that book. But something you had mentioned just when you went to urgent care was you didn't realize that your body was manifesting some physical some physical symptoms. And so oftentimes I tell clients when we go over and we're talking about stress and anxiety and anger, right? What are your physical warning signs? Because our bodies will let us know that mm -hmm. something's not right, but we have to know what those warning signs are. For us, like when you're when you have low level stress, what happens in your body? When you have medium level stress, when you have high levels of stress, mm -hmm. our bodies will do something different. Like for me, my high level of stress is if my eye starts to twitch. If I get that eye twitch and it feels like a little frog in your eye and it's just jumping, I'm like, wait a minute, what is going on? I didn't think I was stressed, but my physical manifestation, right, mm -hmm. is that eye twitching or jumping to let me know wait a minute, Nicole, you got to do something because you're feeling a little stressed here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that, um, well, we when we take a step back and look at how we are made, we are very holistic beings as humans. Mm -hmm. um, mind, body, spirit connection mm -hmm. is a real thing. Yes. And so when you look at the way that the brain is um, wired, mm -hmm. um, you have a parasympathetic and sympathetic um, nervous system or your, yeah. your nervous system, essentially. You've got, think of parasympathetic as your parachute. It helps you kind of calm back down. When you're yeah. amped and stressed, your mm -hmm. sympathetic nervous system is going off. Now, stress can mean any number of things. Mm -hmm. Stress is not all bad. So mm -hmm. if you have a good amount of like healthy stress, like um, I've got two weeks to complete a goal, you know, yeah. you feel that push to complete mm -hmm. that goal, right? Now, if it gets into, I've got two weeks to complete the goal, but I've got five different competing priorities. And now it's becoming more like anxiety because mm -hmm. I don't think that I'm going to, anxiety is that worry of your brain trying to protect you. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's something's going to happen in the future. Yes. To worry about that, but your brain is wired to protect you mm -hmm. and your brain is going to protect you, right? No matter what your mind in your mind you've kind of got to like sometimes kind of say wait a minute reassess the situation and what's going on mm -hmm. um but your your brain is um wired to protect and so mm -hmm. your brain connected to your like your heart rate 
guess what controls your heart rate? You've got electrical mm -hmm. impulses within that heart muscle that's connected to nerves, that's connected to your brain. Your brain is going to mm -hmm. tell your heart what to do. Your breathing, you start mm -hmm. to experience stress. All of a sudden, your breathing gets a little faster. Mm -hmm. That's not by accident. That's your brain impacting um, your breathing pattern so that mm -hmm. you can either fight mm -hmm. or flight, run away, mm -hmm. or freeze, Mm -hmm. And then another one called Fawn that's um, fairly new. And uh, I haven't heard that one. So Fawn is kind of like you're you're more like docile. You, you just kind of avoid. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. But fight, <laughs> fight or freeze. Those mm -hmm. three things, we're very mm -hmm. aware of what that means. Another thing um, that's amazing about our brains, there's a there is a um, something called neuroplasticity. Mm hmm where your brain and the pathways that it creates, right? You can yeah. recreate pathways in your brain and regenerate new neural pathways. Yes. And it all depends on how you look at things or how you experience things. So if you're experiencing a lot of stress and a lot of trauma and you are um, negatively um, addressing that, your brain's going to go into that negative thought pattern and that negative pattern of doing mm -hmm. things. If so would that be, can you give us an example? Would that be something like if you experience trauma and let's say you do more of the avoidance and not dealing with something. So every time, let's say um, something happened to you in, in a Volkswagen Beetle, right? So every time you try to avoid going or if you go into, go near a car that's a Volkswagen Beetle, you avoid doing that. Or how does that work when you're saying it right. does the so you would probably avoid doing that or you would start to think you'd probably start to even feel it physically. I've been in a, a couple of car accidents, none of them my fault, just saying. And I would <laughs> if I am not driving, if we're coming up on a car and it stops Break down the brake. Brakes on my side, right? Yes. <laughs> right. And um, so we can kind of turn that around in terms of, okay, how am I going to respond and choose to respond? Or sometimes, okay, case in point, stroke victims and people who are unable to like move and, and um, you know, they've had trauma to their mm -hmm. physical bodies. There are moments where they can start to like exercise mentally and physically, and mm -hmm. then they can regain that movement. Okay. That mobility. Um, from a mental health perspective, if I have uh, moments of gratitude, that helps my brain and that neuroplasticity because the the brain can evolve. That's so amazing. Yes. So when you say like, well, you know, that's how it's been in my life or I experienced this in my past. Mm -hmm. If we stay in that type of mindset, we'll yes. stay there. But if we kind of move forward, yeah. um, we'll start to like develop new neural pathways. I like that with what you're saying, because it's it's oftentimes can be that mindset, right? I know that's something you had spoke about, that mindset, whether we have that fixed mindset or we have that growth mindset. It's awesome that our minds can expand and it can grow. And if you stay stuck in the past of what you had gone through and what you can't do, then that prevents you from being able to do, right? And moving forward and, and experiencing some things. Yeah. And I think as moms... Um, you know, the the pregnancy and birthing process is traumatic. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, and isn't yes. it? Now, sometimes you just like forget like that. Yes. Quick. I, I think that was I think that's intentional. I think yes. that God did that. He gave us he gave us amnesia after we had a baby, because if we recalled 
what we went through, we would say never again. I, I once one and done. Mm-mm. Right. Never again, never again. Yes, absolutely. And so as moms, we've got to just like remember that we are able to like our brains are so amazing and um the way that our brains work don't have to remain the same. Mm. So as I age, I know that my dad had Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. Okay. For me, I'm like, let me do some brain exercises, the Sudoku, like word problems, things like that. Just trying to be proactive for me Mm -hmm. because I realized that there's a potential for me to develop that. So it's like, how can we be proactive with the neuroplasticity of the brain. Um, I love Dr. Caroline Lee. She talks a lot about neuroplasticity Mm -hmm. and uh, neuroscience. Um, But when you look at stress, if you don't recognize that you're experiencing stress, Mm -hmm. um, and again, as busy moms, it's easy to just put yourself on the back burner. Yes. I mean, Um, super easy. Is that self-awareness is so important. Correct. And when I look back, I'm like, how, what was I not paying attention to? Mm. And so I wasn't paying attention to the amount of um, like stress I was taking in. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like by the news, by work, you know, in okay. the okay. height of the pandemic, that was a lot that was kind of going well, on. It was overload, information, oh, overload. information overload. So I had to know that I needed to stop certain things. Yeah. From a physical health perspective, I also had anemia or a low mm-hmm. blood count. Okay. Also impact chest pain because mm-hmm. you know your body is not getting enough oxygen through the mm-hmm. red blood cells. And so I'm like, yeah, everybody's anemic, like whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of downplay that. Yeah. And you're like, you minimize it. And you can't because you didn't have and what's the same? Ain't nobody got time for that. So as moms, we often put ourselves last, right? So it's the kids got to get their medical appointment, they have to have their dental appointment, we have to go to their schools, we have to make sure we're following up with this and that and the third. And oftentimes moms were on the back burner, we're like, I'll get to myself later. Mm -hmm. And later may not come because something else is gonna come up, it's gonna take more precedent, and not realizing, like you're saying, the level of stress that we're holding in our bodies. Like you said, just things that you're taking in. I say the eye gate and the ear gates, right? The things we're seeing, right. the things that we're hearing yeah. can definitely, we have to be mindful of those things that we're intaking. Is it going to be more negative or is it going to be more positive, neutral, or uplifting? Yeah. I'm glad that you even shared what you experience when you know that you're high stress. Mm-hmm. I feel it in my jaw and in my neck. So if okay. I get like tension headaches behind my head okay. and I realize that my jaw is clenched, sometimes I have to like actively say, relax your jaw. Yes. But I didn't do that all the time. Okay. It's only been recently over the last couple of years that it's like, okay, Lisa, unclench yeah, your jaw. Like, I do like a quick assessment of how I'm feeling. Yes. We call that a body scan. There mm-hmm. you go. And um, we, we just don't do that enough. We really don't do that enough. And we, we take don't. that we have tomorrow, don't we? Mm. You know what? That's a very good point. Yeah. I, for me, you know, 2020 has taught me so much. But 2020, when you say we take for granted that we have tomorrow, because I experienced a close loss, mm. now it just shifted the way that I view things, right? I'm like, I'm going to enjoy each day because I'm not promised tomorrow. And so I've learned to enjoy and not to sweat the small things, but Mm -hmm. to take the time 
to be present and say, you know, do I, is this okay for me? And not what someone else tells me I need to do, you know, as a perfect mom, or you should be doing this. I get to measure and decide what that looks like for me. Absolutely. No, that's good. I think that 2020 taught us all that. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, oh, yeah. And there's residual impact of that. Mm -hmm. So people are looking at um, what is important in life is not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I I think that as women and as moms, you know, there was, oh, I'm homeschooling these children. I didn't want Please take yeah. it back to school. But at the same yeah. time, it's like, wow, we learned to bake bread together. We yeah. played video yeah. games together. Like we did all of these yeah. things. And, and um, I think too, what you're saying, we also learned how to have more appreciation for the teachers. Oh, because they, we were stuck with these kids. Oh my goodness, you have to deal with this all day. You have 28 of them, or, you know, 30. And, and so yeah. I, I like what you said. It's like, it made us, we were forced to slow down. And reevaluate ourselves, our lives. And it made us take stock of what was important. What were our values? What are our core values? What's important to us Mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things? And that's why you've still seen a lot of people just decide not to go back to a full-time job because they realize like, you know, what's important to me is spending more time at home with my family. What's important to me is, you know, that quality time that I get to spend for my kids and then for myself as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. And um, we're still learning and growing from that. Yes. I mean, continuously. So, I mean, just talking about how you mentioned stress in our brains, can you, are there some tips that you can share with our moms? Because, you know, our moms are busy. They're either working or they're working at home. Because when you have a, when you're a stay-at-home mom, that is harder work than being an out-of-home mom working. That's a lot of work. So either way, they're doing, they have a lot of tasks and a lot of things, obligations that they have. And oftentimes, like you just said, may not even be aware that stress. Is there any kind of tip you can give them that may be able to assist them in recognizing some warning signs? Yes. So I think the first thing I would like to share, I mean, there are many things that we can do and you're going to see a lot of different things. But I think if we're looking at, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm-hmm. The first mm-hmm. things first, take care of what you need. At that first mm-hmm. rung of Maslow's is, are you hungry? Are you tired? Mm-hmm. Are you cold or uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. Honestly, because that can, if I'm what hungry, I'm angry. Yeah. Okay? Sometimes yes. I'm not the best person to be around. No. So, yes. so step number one, evaluate mm-hmm. where you are in the moment. Mm-hmm. Are you hungry? Are you tired? Are you uncomfortable? Like Mm -hmm. what is going on in that moment? And that goes along. And I know we we've all we all do it. I don't I don't know if I have time for that, but we've got to learn to prioritize Mm. at how we are feeling and doing. Mm -hmm. We have to. So that's a two for one Mm -hmm. tip. So the first thing is like, are you tired? But reprioritizing because and you hear this all the time, and it's not just cliche. Just like the airlines say, put your mask on first in case of an emergency and then someone else, because you can't be good to anyone else. If my chest pain experience was truly something cardiac and I did have a heart attack, who would take care of my kids then? Who would do my work then? You know, and so don't minimize the importance of prioritizing you and do not feel guilty about it. I love that. No, it's 
do not minimize the importance of prioritizing you, right? And don't feel guilty being able to say no and setting some healthy boundaries. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's so very important. And, and oftentimes it's, it's really sad, but as women, we often have a difficult time in being able to say no without right. feeling guilty and setting those boundaries. That that has been one of the number one things because the majority of clients that I've seen in my therapy practice have been women. I still see I see men, but have been women. And it's you know been hundreds of women that I've helped to coach and just work through some things. And that was the number one thing was having a difficult time setting boundaries and limits with others without feeling guilty. And that's why I created that online class you know, how to help with the effective communication, because that's just something that's so pivotal. It's so important. And I think even setting boundaries with your children. Yeah. So a lot of times we were like, oh, well, my kid has this and that and this and that and that I, I, I am guilty, mm -hmm. you know, running around. And I'm not saying that not to let your children have those experiences, yeah. but um, someone that um, I follow on Instagram too, she said something really important that setting, setting boundaries with your children and saying, okay, Mommy needs to have, even as young as like, you know, four or five, six years old, it's okay if like, hey, I need 30 minutes. And if you can yes. safely allow them to watch a program or do something yes. where everybody is okay and you take that time yes. for yourself, you, 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 they don't want to see or they shouldn't see mom running around, around yes. all the time constantly. They need modeling exactly. behavior. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. No, I love what you just said, because I that's something that I did. And I um, have have shared this with some clients is I created some when I was going through through my um, was it my doctorate program or my master's. Both. I think, no, my my doctorate program. I actually created um, these signs that I put on my door. Mm -hmm. So I created these signs. It says um, mom's relaxing in a bath. Put a little picture on there. Right. And I laminated it and I stuck it on my door. So the kids knew when I stuck that on my door that, oh, mom's taking a bath and they would not bother me. Right. When I was studying, I had one that said, do not disturb mom studying. And I had like some a skull with crossbones with X. Right. <laughs> and I would stick that on the door yeah. and they would not bother me. So I think I shared the story before. One time my youngest son came in. I was like I went to my room really quickly to do something real fast. I just opened up my laptop and started doing something. So he came in. My door was open. And I said, oh, I'm doing something for school. And he said, mom, but the sign wasn't on your door. And I said, you are absolutely right. And I want to say he was in fourth grade. I said, you are absolutely right. Yeah. So you can train your kids by setting those boundaries. Because I hear parents say, well, I can't do that. I, you know, I, or they, they won't listen. Well, if you know how to, as far as setting some rules and some guidelines, you can teach them how to be responsible and how to be respectful of those signs are when you say mom needs a timeout or mom's going to take a break. Like you said, if it's safely, you're able to safely do that. Correct. If you're a mom of an infant and you don't have that time, uh, I know we're like, once the baby goes down to sleep, you find everything to do. Yeah. Um, but 30 minutes. Yeah. And so 30 minutes. I mean, We'll even we'll take fifteen. Fifteen. Like, if you can take fifteen minutes, then do that. And and oftentimes, especially new moms, I, I know right. when I was a new mom, I heard older women tell me rest when the baby rests. And I was like, okay, but when the baby rests, that's when I can go clean up over here and put these clothes in the washing machine. And I had to learn after that second child. I took a nap when the baby took a nap. So it was like, oh, what time is? Is it nap time for us? Right. And so it's learning how. 
to take that time and give your body what it needs so yeah. that you can be available right, right. to your family fully, right. mm-hmm. not you being highly stressed out, right? Like, ah, and your, your kid's not really wanting to come and talk to you because mommy is about to blow a lid. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Because, yeah. I love what you said. So what I heard you say, just quickly, um, you can let me know if you want to add anything else. As I just summarized something you said is ways to address the tips that you would give mom as far mm-hmm. as being able to recognize what their stress levels are is start mm-hmm. off first with their basic needs, do an evaluation, Correct. right? Are they hungry, right? Are they feeling cold? What's going on with them? Do an evaluation first. And then also learning how to prioritize themselves first, right? Prioritizing their needs and that it's okay to take a break, right? 10, 15, 30 minutes, right? So that they can unwind, they can recharge, reset to be able to be available. Mm -hmm. And that goes along with those setting those boundaries. And then I would also say like recognizing what your triggers are and why that's triggering you so much. I like that. Um, And then I think we'd already mentioned it as well. Rest is a huge part of it. Oh, getting rest is so huge. Our bodies recover. Our bodies start yes. to um, re- regenerate, regenerate yeah. yourselves. Yes. Uh, all of that. And so mm-hmm. what do you need to like stare clear of? Do you need to rest from like a lot of stimulus from like the television or like, yes. you know, social media? Because listen, those kids programs are loud and it's constant. You yes. start songs in your head. Yeah, yeah. So, You're singing it along. Yep. Right. All in my head. Right. <laughs> um, and, and trying to get sleep. And I know it's yes. sometimes easier said than done. Yes. But we you know what? Yeah. You're so nice, Lisa. You just said try to get sleep. You know, I tell my clients, we don't try. We are we, want to we don't. Yeah. Because when we say try, that's a cop out. And we're saying we're giving ourselves permission not to do it. Because and when you are absolutely no, you didn't. You didn't try, right? So you do something, are you done? Be honest with yourself. <laughs> Let me tell you, because I know that all these things can seem very overwhelming, like all the things you have to do. Yeah. Pick one or two things. Like last year, yeah. I said there were two things that I wanted to make sure that I did. Okay. One was drink more water. Okay. I was like, I'll exercise. Like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. It's not, that's not hard for me, but like, I was not drinking enough water. So I needed yes. to hydrated. And then I was like, I will, um, get as much rest as I can. And when I was in my master's program several years ago, you know, you're trying to burn the candle at both ends. I was, you know, my kids at that time were like seven and nine or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it was rough. My husband worked out of town. It was crazy. And so coming together, I mean, I would burn the midnight oil. I would like fall asleep at like two 33 o'clock in the morning, wake back up at five 30. And I was like, this. and then the next semester rolled around. I'm like, I'm going to try an experiment and I'm going to be in bed by 11, no matter what it is. Okay. And do you know, my grades didn't suffer because I was more refreshed and my yes. brain was better. Yeah. Your brain needs glucose or sugar. Your brain needs rest to regenerate. Mm-hmm. And when you don't have those things, your your brain goes kind of. Forget off. about it. I call it foggy brain. Oh, yeah. And then I get scattered brain. I, yeah. I can't. If I'm if I'm sleepy, don't even try to talk to me because I'm just. You know, the Incredible Hawk. No, who's something else? Dr. Hyde and Mr. Jekyll. That's what it is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If, if I don't get sleep. And so sleep oh, yeah. is just so, I, mm-hmm. I know oftentimes people are laughing at me because I go, I'll text and go, I'm about to take a nap. And when I take my naps, I turn my ringer off. 
And I take my Apple Watch off because it buzzes if I don't, mm -hmm. right? Because I need to make sure that I'm asleep. When I go to bed at night, I turn my ringer off. So because I, what I found is if I was asleep and I can hear zzz, ding, 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 I ding, ding, zzz, it would just wake me up and I wasn't being, having restful sleep. So right. I to just, I just turned my ringer off and, yeah. you know, there's an emergency. My husband keeps his on, but what, you know, my son told me, I said, but what if there's an emergency? He said, mama, there's an emergency. They shouldn't be calling me. He said, he said, they shouldn't call you. They should call 911. Why are they calling you in the middle of the night? I said, you are absolutely, absolutely right. <laughs> there is an emergency. Yep. Yep. But I mean, I love all of these things. I'm going to go right back over the things you just said. We got to know in order to deal with our stress levels and being able to assist our, ourselves so that we're not taking on the negativity and, and putting the stress on our brain, that we have to know our basic needs, do an evaluation of, of what's going on with me, that we have to prioritize our needs ourselves and not minimize right all of what we're doing and how we're feeling. Being able to set some healthy boundaries, setting those boundaries with your kids, meaning giving yourself a break when you yeah. step away and recognizing your triggers. What are those things that cause you extreme stress and the reasons why? Because if you can recognize what those triggers are, now you can start working on addressing them, right? Absolutely. Or you can prepare yourself there you also, go. right, for those things that may trigger you. And, and I love something else you said, which is you have to recognize what works for you. And right. so if you're having difficulty, let's say with sleeping, I often tell people, my clients do not, you can't be on your phone in your bed. Mm -mm. You don't want to watch TV because that's overstimulation. You don't want to be on your computer, right? Not reading a book. None of this in your bed if you have difficulty sleeping, right? Sleep is going to just be for sleeping and for having sex. Those are the two things that the bed needs to be for, right? right? And so that's, that's a way where we look at in cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia, of helping to get you more prepared. Right. Right. And so limiting, like you said, limiting, you know, some people have to limit what they take in and what they're watching at night. If they are Absolutely. watching TV. Mm -hmm. because the news can be very depressing. You may have felt great. And next thing you know, your shoulders are getting tightened all the way right. up to the ears because of all the stories that they have on there. You're like, oh my gosh, murder, mayhem, kidnappings, you know, all these things. And so as being aware of what works for you, and what you may need to do and what you may need to shift and pivot. And just, I mean, this segueing in when you talk about learning how to set boundaries, but learning how to prioritize your own needs, you wrote, uh, and I think it's coming out, right? A self-care journal, right? Yes, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that and then and where they can access it? Right. Okay. So again, part of my own journey, I realized that I would have a specific pattern of journaling after some mm -hmm. time. And it's like, if I think God was just kind of like, listen, write this all down. And mm -hmm. on Mother's Day of last year, I wrote it all out. And so the start framework, and I've been talking about this through, you know, wherever I can and mm -hmm. whenever I, I go to speak, but it's five things mm -hmm. that I think that when we look at self-care, mm -hmm. we want to make sure that we address because mm -hmm. we often think that self-care is saving up for that spa day, that yeah. trip. And trust me, I'm all for all of that. Yes. But you, we have to make self-care a personal value of ours. Yes. So if it's not a personal value of yours, meaning like a personal value of mine, I'm a person with integrity. Absolutely. Yes. Personal value of mine, I prioritize caring for myself because I cannot care for others mm -hmm. and live my, out my best life 
Yes. Actually, my life's work without caring for myself. So the five things, and they don't have to necessarily be in this order, but the first thing is a spiritual connection. Mm-hmm. And so because that is your true north and your north star, mm-hmm. having that spiritual connection allows you to then set your intentions for the day. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot about um, this journal will help you prepare um, and give you arms around being intentional about your day because mm-hmm. we're like, I'm going to do all these things. And then at the end yeah. of the day, you're just as frustrated because you didn't make actionable steps. Yes. So when you connect yeah. spiritually and you set intention, mm-hmm. um, that's the S. And then the T is taking deep breaths. We minimize the importance of breath work and deep breathing. Yes. Um, it is so um, fulfilling, not even just spiritually, physically, but also emotionally. And again, helping your brain to calm down. It um, can either stimulate the sympathetic or parasympathetic mm-hmm. nervous system. And so um, that, you know, is important. But, you know, when you go deep into it, I would say, you know, work with someone who knows a lot more about breath work. But there are some very basic techniques that will help you calm down, that will help yes. you wind down for bed if you have yes. if- Sleep that will help wake you up and energize you. Yes. If you're overwhelmed, helping you yes. calm down. Headspace so, is a great place to go. You want just someone to does something to help you. Yeah, YouTube. That's a great little app. Okay, good. And so taking deep breaths in the journal, I do give two techniques that are very very basic that will help you in times of like overwhelm or just to do um, having awareness. Like I'd mentioned earlier, we don't take the time to recognize where we are at. How am I feeling physically? How am I feeling emotionally? How am I feeling mentally? Mm -hmm. And taking stock of that in that moment and writing that out because we think about it, but it's like, man, sometimes you put truth to paper (laughs) Um, and you're like, oh, this is how I'm really feeling right now. What am I going to do about that feeling? Who do I need to connect with? Do I need support? Mm -hmm. Am I having an amazing day? That's great. And so um, then it's rest and recover, having a plan, Mm -hmm. resting and and recovering. There are certain, um, there are several different options or, you know, things that I've listed there, but you can write in your own. It's all about making a plan for Mm self-care. And so these things are not like ultra glamorous, but when you take the time to plan for yourself, you're prioritizing Mm -hmm. what you need um, in order to, you know, to be well. I love that. So um, that journal, I am. Um, What's the T? Oh, the other T. Yes, the last T is <laughs> take a time out. Okay. Do something that you love. Read five pages of a book. Listen to an audio book, or you know, listen, dance for like five minutes. Turn on a song, yes. dance, and go outside. Call your favorite person. Like do something that you really love. Um, as busy moms. We put ourselves on the back burner. Yes. Oftentimes, um, we don't take the time to do something that we love because there's so much that we're doing otherwise. Include your children. They need to see mm-hmm. you have joy too. Yes. So, like if you're like, oh, I love this song, you know, bring them. My kids will be like, Ma, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. My oldest, she does not like it because she'll do. She thought it was so funny. She would come on and play a little booty song. She start dancing. So now when something comes out, I start doing it back. Like, oh, mama, I want to see all that. Right. <laughs> you're gonna see what you're gonna see. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's it. those five things to be able to um because that helped me with 
areas and 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 um, situations or periods of anxiety and periods of yeah. stress, periods yeah. of depression. Those things help me. And when I look back on my journal and I see it written out, I'm like, man, I remember that day and I remember yeah. how this helped me. Yeah. And I see that again, whether it be in the beginning of your day or the night before prepping for the next day, it's good to just kind of make a plan for yeah. yourself and caring for yourself, mind, body, and spirit. I love that. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Lisa. This, I mean, it's been amazing. I am looking forward to you know your journal. When when yes. is your journal going to be released? Um, I That will be released next month. Okay. Um, very early. early next month. Very yeah, early. In the corner. Yes. Okay. And if they I, want to get a hold of you, how can you give us your contact information? What you do? Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I would um, on Instagram. I'm Lisa E. Campbell okay. on Instagram. I do a lot of things there on LinkedIn. I'm also Lisa Campbell. Uh -huh. um, I'm Lisa Campbell on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I am also offering some group coaching related to stress management. Um, also, that will start and launch next month. Okay. And if you want more information about that, mm -hmm. then um, they can email me at contactcareleadership.com. Contactcareleadership? At gmail.com. I apologize. Contactcareleadership at gmail.com. Okay. All right. We'll make sure that they are able to get a hold of that and get a hold of you if they are interested in being able to sign up, right, for that amazing, I'm pretty sure it's going to be amazing coaching course that you're going to be offering. Yes, I, I can't wait. It's going to be um, 12 weeks. They'll get the, the gift of community and education, but also some one-on-one -on -one time with me. And I'm looking forward to it. So it sounds amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you again, Lisa, for coming on, sharing your knowledge, talking to us just about how we can address our stress levels so that it does not negatively impact our brain and we are able to make ourselves a priority and looking forward to utilizing and getting your, your journal so yes. I can start, right? Yes. This framework with regards <laughs> to self-care. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Take care. All right. You too. Well, everyone, I hope that you have enjoyed um, just hearing just the information that Lisa has provided us. She gave some really good information just with the parasympathetic and the, the parasympathetic and the, I would say it wrong, the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system. And I love the example she gave of the parasympathetic. Think of it as a, a, a parachute, right? That's helping you to calm down versus the sympathetic. That's what gets you really nervous. When I used to run track, ooh, my sympathetic nervous system was going. Every time before a track meet, I hate to say I was in that bathroom because I have bubble guts. Every time before I ran an event, my other colleagues, my uh, track mates would say, oh, my gosh, Nicole, you must have been in here. Sorry to say, but it was really working on me right before that. So this has been amazing, amazing. I come on here once again, just wanted to bring some topics and talk about and discuss some areas as moms that we often may not even talk about. We may feel that we're the only one going through something or the only one that's overwhelmed or oftentimes we're negative towards ourselves, but realizing that we are amazing. You are amazing moms. There is no other mom like you. So please don't compare yourself to the next person because the next person has their own issues that they have to deal with as well. Just recognize the gift that you bring to your children. And if there's some areas that you want to improve upon, then improve upon them. 
But I want you to take the time to just be kind to yourself, to recognize that you are so very important. Taking care of your needs is not only going to help you, but it's going to help your family. Right. One of the things those phrases say, a happy wife is a happy life. Right. And a happy mom is going to help everybody else, too. So you want to make sure that you're addressing the things that are great for you. Well, this is it. We have come to the end of this show. I hope that you have enjoyed something. Please make sure you tune in. You can catch this podcast show every first and third Tuesday is when it becomes available and live. I'm just here to make sure to share this inspirational information with you to help you towards your mental wellness. If you're wondering, you know what, Dr. Nicole? That's all good. I like all the things you said, but I just want a little bit more. Maybe I need something that's more motivating for me daily. Well, then you can visit me on my Instagram if you haven't already subscribed, where I upload just daily inspirational, motivational statements and thoughts and, and videos to assist you with being able to make sure you have your mental wellness. If you haven't already signed up on my YouTube channel, do that. And also on my, what is that called? As I heard someone say, the TikTok. Now, you know someone is a little older and season when they say, oh, did you see that on, on the TikTok? I'm not going to say the TikTok. You can follow me and subscribe on TikTok, where I also upload different types of video. And it's easy to find, Dr. Nicole Arcady. That's on my Instagram, on my LinkedIn, on TikTok, right? Wherever you want to go. If you want to send me an email, go ahead. That the, where, What is that? You can send me an email on Nicole at DrNicoleArcady.com. Nicole at DrNicoleArcady.com. Well, this is it. Have a wonderful, as I like to say, fantabulous day, everyone. And why it is so very important for me to talk about and for you to hear about mental wellness. Well, that's just simple because you matter too. So ta-ta for now, everyone. This is Dr. Nicole L. R. Katie, your mental wellness expert.